So I like to really build like working with people and having a successful business, kind of having a successful band, people who get along together and have the same ideals and the same worth ethics are really important, I think, in a long term success. Uh, so we were lucky. Our partner our partners at this point, uh, we all know where we want this to go. And we are all constantly working at the same time to to make our goals attainable. Uh, so just finding the right people is really important, I think, to succeeding right off the bat. Um, and then personally, uh, you need to be self-motivated to, to have a successful business. You have to be committed to it. Being, being able to adapt, like we always laugh sometimes, we, ha- we call it the growing pains when there's like these transitional periods between using a new piece of equipment or getting new employees, using new products, like it's the growing pain times. So you gotta be adaptive and flexible and just understand that at any time, like you have to switch up the gears and be okay with that. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Work in Progress podcast. Today's episode is featuring a founder who has built their business around a product we all know and love, stickers. Jessica DeLorenzo is the current sales director and co-founder over at stickersthatstick.com, a sticker company with a vast customer base, including small-time artists and large-time corporate clients. They offer a variety of custom stickers and labels, including vinyl, heavy-duty, mirror, Chrome and my personal favorite holographic. So a little bit of background on stickers that stick. Uh, Jessica and her husband Mark DeLorenzo were already running a successful motorcycle parts business when they entered into the custom sticker business with a partner back in 2009. So in the age of entrepreneurship being a trend, it was great to speak with someone about the lessons learned while creating a business that has been around for 10 years and continues to grow. I can speak from experience, guys. I think that the reason that um, Jess and Mark were were able to grow such a great business is because stickers that stick honestly put out a product that is high quality. I just received the stickers that I made with them. So I can definitely attest to the high quality product and exceptional customer service I received. Literally doesn't get any easier than that. You just open up your web browser, head over to stickersthatstick.com where you can upload your logo or whatever you want to turn into a sticker. Um, you can upload a JPEG file, PSD file, whatever you think is best. Um, and then you can choose the material of which you're going to be using for your stickers and then they send you your stickers and now you have a killer product which you can you know hand out to your friends do some awesome guerrilla marketing with so remember you want to get creative nowadays so when you're starting that project starting that business I think stickers are a great way to you know get the attention of people who might not interact with your brand on a day-to-day basis and remind them of your brand Um, I know for me I have a Nalgene with you know some of my favorite stickers on there and I'm seeing those brands every day as I go to fill up my water bottle. So that's a quick plug for stickersthatstick.com. They're incredible. Love what Mark and Jess are doing and make sure to check out their Instagram and their website. Those will both be linked in the show notes below. I'm going to drop the beat now and let you guys listen to this episode of the Work in Progress podcast. It's really not about well, who are you and how old are you? It's really how much time have you spent on a given platform? My, I think my one piece of advice especially for young people is just like every day try and figure out how the world works compared to changing the future of somebody and doing it for the greater good that is in my opinion the best idea i've ever come up with hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the work in progress podcast i'm tiffany para and today i'm joined by jess de lorenzo very excited to have her on the podcast to talk about her business, Stickers That Stick. Um, so Jess, I'll let you introduce yourself and kind of touch on well, what Stickers That Stick is and what you do there. 
Okay. Um, like she said, I'm Jessica DiLorenzo, and my husband and I run stickersthatstick.com, and we are a custom vinyl printing business. Uh, we make everything from like a labels you put on a vitamin bottle all the way up to national corporations, like sticker tags for clothing. So it runs a pretty vast gamut of, of, of businesses that we help out. Yeah, that's really cool. And I personally love stickers. And I'm sure a lot of people, um, you know, that have either just recently graduated college or around that age. I mean, it's an all ages type of thing. But I feel like, you know, stickers on your water bottle, stickers everywhere you can get them. uh, It's definitely um, something that I really enjoy. So very cool to hear. And just some background on you um, and kind of, you know, maybe life before stickers that stick. Uh, Where did you grow up? Sure. Um, I grew up in Bangor, Pennsylvania, which is kind of near the Poconos. So we're about two hours from New York City and two hours from Philadelphia. Um, And my husband also grew up here. We met each other in high school, actually. So we've been in and out of this area for a long time. Wow, that's super cool. I actually grew up in South Jersey. So I like went to the Poconos growing up to go snowboarding and stuff. So that's super cool, cool to hear that someone's from around that same area. Um, so uh, I guess like early passions, um, you know, for you and Mark, I guess, like, did you ever expect when you were in high school that you would end up, you know, founding a sticker company? Um, I don't think either of us planned on being entrepreneurs in high school. Um I was always kind of artistic. I was, I did lots of like the art classes and independent studies and things like that and followed art through college, um, getting a degree in graphic design. And then I also have my own photography business. So that kind of developed out of that. Um, and then my husband always kind of just, he was really innovative in just finding ways to make money when we were young. Um, we would part out cars together and sell car parts on eBay, legally, of course. And um, he started making little products and things like that uh, for cars. And I think that kind of developed his passion just to kind of work for himself. Um, he, he did have full-time positions working uh, right out of college and just decided that that wasn't for him. And so we, he started a motorcycle business um, which was like a parts distributor for, for motocross racing. Um, and he's always been obsessed with racing dirt bikes and things too. So that kind of came naturally. And then just running our own business is kind of sparked out of that. Wow. That's super cool. It's really cool to hear. And it has to kind of makes both sense, right? Cause like in a sticker company, you have the artistic side, like the design elements, like the de- design is so important to like, you know, a compelling sticker, I feel like, but also Mm -hmm. the business side. So it's really cool to hear that you guys were able to complement each other's strengths. Um, So then could you also highlight kind of the initial phases of maybe starting the business? Uh, Did it start off as a project? Like, how did you, how did it come to be? Um, Well, actually, my, my husband was running uh, AHP, which was his motorcycle parts business. And one of his clients kept bugging him. I was like, hey, we should start this sticker printing business. And at the time, we were like, yeah, uh, we're doing okay. I don't think we're going to try to sell stickers. Like it just didn't sound like a lucrative option at the time. And Mm -hmm. we weren't really that interested in any, he kept bugging us about it. And finally, we're like, okay, let's, well, he was like, let's try it. And he partnered with this guy. Um, And it was just kind of really quickly took over. And actually we don't really do too much with the motorcycle parts business anymore. It's basically all stickers all day, every day. <laughs> so um, it kind of just, it's, it just started in a really friendly, casual way. And it, 
is really blown up. So we're happy about it. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. So in terms of uh, actually maybe like hurdles you overcame, was it like the partner kind of the sticker expert in the field or, you know, how did you guys decide to, because there's such different fields kind of enter in this new game? Yeah. Um, no, he wasn't a sticker expert, uh, but he was already kind of running some small printers himself. Um, and like the biggest, I think, hurdles that we overcame was we didn't know anything about. Well, I knew a little bit about the printing business from my background in graphic design, but we had never um, dealt in the the actual production side of the printing business before. Um, and then just kind of figuring out how the partnership would work, who was going to be in charge of what aspects of the business, and then building a client base. I mean, we, we started off with no clients. So just figuring out how we were going to make monthly sales and how it was going to work out, um, I think was the biggest, the hurdle, because it, it's all online orders. We don't have a retail location. Yeah, that's definitely, and, and that's cool to know kind of like the initial phases too, because I feel like that's what, um, you know, I, I kind of try and focus for the podcast is also just like, it sometimes it feels super intimidating to start a project or to start a business because you don't know where to start. So I always think it's interesting to hear about those early days of a company because it finds it, it's more relatable in those stages, I think, to people who are listening. Yeah, um, definitely. So Thanks. And so you talked about um, hurdles that overcame, um, you overcame, right? That was one of them, trying to build out a client base. Uh, how did you go about that? Was it really just like focusing on ad spend, uh, kind of maybe building your name in the community? I'd love to hear that. So we definitely did try kind of just cold calls and visiting different local businesses right off the bat. And we, we would produce some clients out of that, but we found that the best way to make our sales and to make like a reliable amount of sales every month was to use Google AdWords. Um, so we we still run Google AdWords every single month and we update them depending kind of like on what's, what's uh, producing the best. Um, but Google AdWords is basically our only form of advertising that we use. Uh, and then we have our website where people can contact us with the contact form. Um, but basically it's just, it's like referrals and Google AdWords. Cool. Yeah. And I definitely want to ask you about like that client base and what that looks like, you know, a little bit later on, but to focus, I guess, on the actual like building of the business. So how was it in terms of, uh, you know, maybe the initial getting a few clients and then building that infrastructure out to where, you know, you can handle uh, however many clients you have to date? Sure. Um, I mean, so when we started, my husband was still running his, his motorcycle business and I was working full time as a designer. So we didn't really have to, to run that risk of just like, okay, we're going to jump into this 100% right off the bat. Um, so we did have a lot, like not a long, but a decent transition time where we were just kind of building and building and building, which was helpful. Um, so it wasn't like a huge, a huge risk um, when we had no clients. Um, but building the client base was basically just working really hard at customer service, um, having a really great response time. Uh, one of the things I think works out great for our company is we have a lot of specialty products. So working one-on-one -on -one with our clients and just when somebody calls, they don't have to go through like a 25 button menu. They can talk to us right away. Um, and even the emails, they're not automated. They're answered by an actual person right away. So it's, it's easier to get the sale and to get the job done when you're 
when you're starting off talking to them immediately. So customer service and response time, I think really help to build that client base really quickly because some companies come to us and they need their product yesterday. So they don't have time to, to deal with like a big box store kind of like interface online. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I can attest like you guys, I, I reached out to you guys and you were super responsive. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Like a real person got back to me and it was very soon. So thank you so much. And yeah, I can definitely say like customer service is so key. And I feel like sometimes online businesses think that they can get away with like slacking on it because they're not like a brick and mortar and there's not someone to like directly complain to. But I think like when you put that emphasis on customer service, it really shows and like differentiates yourself in the market. So to kind of touch on um, the lessons you learned um, kind of building this business and now operating it, what are some things that maybe you didn't expect initially when going into, I guess, the sticker industry and um, yeah, just things you've learned along the way? Um, I think when we started, we were dealing a lot with um, just like smaller business owners or artists, and it it wasn't as vital as far as lead times and all of the the back end things that need to go in with with the orders for like a big corporation. So learning how to work with with big businesses, um, national chains, and things like that, uh, setting up accounts, those were things we had to learn. Um, then just kind of like balancing the grind because some days you're just answering emails and and working the, pr the production line like all day long every single day and then other days it's like it's so slow and you get that oh my gosh are we going to make the the monthly sale deadline like are we going to like hit our quotas for the month so just kind of figuring out the balance on how to be productive on those slow days as well and just to understand that it's like an up and down each month and and leveling it out was a was a learning curve for us. Yeah, definitely. No, it's really cool to hear that because I think that's like the reality of being an entrepreneur, right? I think nowadays uh, with social media, it's become this thing like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. So I take these jets places. I, you know, go live this lavish lifestyle. And I also have this business that just makes me a bunch of money. But I think that like the reality of anything is or what it seems like to be an entrepreneur is that like you said, like there's slow days and there's like super fast paced days. Um, and at the end of the day, you don't have a boss to tell you what to do on those slow days. So like you really just have to take control and like own that day and, and kind of relate it back to your business. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool to hear you like, I don't know, actually touch on that. So uh, that's a perfect segue into talking about like who are your customers to date um, and what that kind of looks like for you guys now. Uh, so our customers, like I, I said in the beginning, really range from like budding solo artists and even teenagers, um, people who are like have little clubs or things like that, all the way up to national chain stores. Um, so orders can run from like a minimum order all the way up to like printing 100,000 stickers. So it just, re it, it's crazy. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, I... Uh I can only imagine what a hundred thousand stickers looks like. Um, it's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you you talked about um and and this is also something I wanted to to touch on was, uh you know the the variation of stickers you made. I think you mentioned that you make some for labels and then also some for like clothing brands and like the little sticker on there. Um, what is like kind of the services that you offer and different stickers that are part of uh, stickers that stick? 
So we have lots of material options um, and specialty products. Um, our, ma- our most basic is just like your classic glossy vinyl die cut sticker. Um, all of our die cuts are done laser, so we don't have to charge to have special dies made or any setup fees. Uh, so it, it's quick and efficient and really customized for each um, each customer. And then our specialty materials go from transparent to metallics, holographic. We have fluorescent options and glow-in-the-dark options and textured. And then one of our products that we do really well with is our heavy-duty product. So if you can imagine um, like a, a dirt bike or a piece of heavy equipment, like you can't just slap a sticker on that and expect it to hold up. So we have a, a really thick, um, durable laminated material as well that works out really well for those industrial clients. Very cool. Yeah, I love I love the holographic one. Looks super cool. <laughs> and um, I love all of them, honestly. They're really cool. But um, to kind of um, just speak on, you know, how you were able to kind of build this wide range of project products, how did that start off? Because I'm guessing in the beginning, right, you probably didn't want to offer all these things um, and overwhelm your customers. So how was it uh, kind of building up the product line? Yeah, so we started off with a really basic um, printing, like like you said, the infrastructure. We had basic digital offset printers and started with just like glossy or matte materials on white vinyl. <clears throat> and then as our customer base was growing, they would a- ask for, for different materials or if we had different options. And it just became apparent that we needed to have a wider a variety of, of materials. So as we grew our customer base, we grew our, our, our printing machinery. And that allowed us to incorporate more and more materials and more customizations. Um, and now it's just, it's a super efficient, really fast production line. And we group all of our orders uh, by the type of material that they're used on. Um, so like all of our glossy stuff runs through really quick, gets cut, gets laminated. Then all the holographic stuff runs through, gets cut, gets laminated. Um, so it's it's a really neat process to watch now. Yeah. And I would love for you to like, I mean, you kind of did highlight the process. I don't know if there's anything missing, but let's just kind of talk about the inception of an idea for someone like, oh, I want, you know, a burger sticker, like, and, and they know that they want a burger sticker. Like, what does that flow look like in terms of them actually like doing it on stickers that stick.com? And then what does that flow look like for you actually taking that order inbound and creating it into a reality? Sure. Um, so the majority of our clients come through our website and use our contact form where they can fill out all of their information and there's drop down menus if they know what kind of material they're looking for um, and also upload artwork. Uh, so that's always helpful. And those those interactions are really easy because these people already know what they want. So we get their inquiry, make their order. We have we've actually developed our own um, online editors and e-commerce systems. So we're able to like just our contact form gathers everything we need from our customer. We input it into the system and send them back an online checkout link. Then we also have customers who have no idea what they want, which is totally fine because we can help gear them towards what material suited best for them, um, suggest sizes and things like that. Uh, so the contact form is really open-ended. It's basically like you can give us as much information or as little information as you want and we will We'll, we'll set you in the right in the right path. Um, and then once once they've checked out and once they've paid, uh, we have a pretty good lead time. It's six to nine business days uh, are normal lead time from the time that they pay to the time that they receive it at their doorstep. 
And we don't like some of our competitors, if you want like a decent shipping time, you have to pay like so much extra. Or if you want, like you might not get it for two or three weeks. So we try to keep things um, shipped out at a reasonable time and keep the the cost down on that as well. And uh, the the production system goes like it gets put into our system. It goes through a whole kind of like a lot. It's all done on the computer and I can't really understand it. We've had someone who's exceptionally smart design this process for us, but it gets grouped to buy, like I said, like materials and size and quantities. And it, it goes through this printing machine at like warp speed. It gets print printed, laser cut. Then they take off a huge roll and put it on a lamination machine. And it gets either put on with the glossy or our textured lamination. Um, and then we put it in boxes and ship it out. So it's, it's really streamlined and efficient. Yeah, that sounds like you guys have definitely, I'm guessing that process was, was one of reiteration because, I mean, it sounds like you guys have it super down by now. So it's really cool to hear, like, what actually goes into making a sticker um, and making it at that level, too. Um, so I know you guys have been in business for a while now. Would love for you to kind of highlight, you know, what it's been like building a long-term business because I think longevity is something that doesn't get highlighted enough, especially as we have more people building businesses. It's a really exciting time, but also I think it's great to learn from people who have been in business um, for so long. Sure. Um, so I like to really build like working with people and having a successful business, kind of having a successful band, people who get along together and have, have the same ideals and the same worth eth ethics are really important, I think, in a long-term success. Uh, so we were lucky, our partner, um, our partners at this point, uh, we all know where we want this to go and we are all constantly working at the same time to to make our goals attainable. Uh, so just finding the right people is really important, I think, to succeeding right off the bat. Um, and then personally, uh, you need to be self-motivated to, to have a, a successful business. You have to be committed to it. Um, be, being able to adapt, like we always laugh sometimes, we, we call it the growing pains when there's like these transitional periods between using a new piece of equipment or getting new employees, using new products, like it's the growing pain time. So you got to be adaptive and flexible and just understand that at any time, like you have to switch up the gears and be okay with that. So um, I would, I would say like, those are like the key things that we try to always remember when, when we're starting a new project or whatever. Yeah, no, that's, that's <clears throat> definitely good to hear. And I think that like, sit, like, yeah, I think that's something really important too, in terms of um, finding the right people that are going to work as hard as you are. Cause that is definitely, um, I think, you can think that you're going to start a business with someone, but then maybe, you know, everyone's really motivated in the beginning and then people kind of level off. So to go years and years on end with the same partners and having everyone be at the same track is really amazing to hear. And I think is just a testament to kind of choosing the right people in those initial phases. Um, so how has stickers that stick evolved from its early days? I know we touched on, you know, building the infrastructure, more product line. Um, but do you think that there's anything else that you feel like maybe has changed um, some pivotal moments where you guys kind of had to, you know, uh, make changes to sustain the business and allow it to flourish like it is today? Yeah, definitely. Um, our, 
our website, like we're always building and developing it more and it's got a lot more room to grow. Um, but in the beginning, it was really basic and it was basically just like, here's our email address. You guys figure out how to contact us. Um, so we quickly realized that we needed a more interactive website, more user-friendly. Uh, so our website has already gone leaps and bounds and we have plans for that to expand as well and just be more uh, like user input driven. Um, and then we we started off with with just ourselves and a couple partners, and now we've got twenty plus employees over a couple locations. So that's a, that's a huge change from where we started. Uh, like we said, the product line has expanded, and we've streamlined a lot. Um, and just the the volume. I mean, it's it's gone from a couple thousand dollars worth of orders a month in the beginning to like six figures a month. So. The, the the sheer volume is the biggest change I think from from the beginning until now. Yeah, that's so exciting. I'm so excited for you and it's amazing to hear um, the progression and the growth, especially from just not even really knowing much about an industry to now like having a, a business that's you know growing and continues to grow and having employees. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, uh, sharing your story. And yeah, just highlighting the initial phases of stickersthatstick.com. And of course, any sh like any information on Stickers That Stick will be in the show notes below. Um, and all of their social medias will be there as well. So thank you so much, Jess. Great. Thanks so much for having me.